These days, hazardous conversations include those where you speak plain, objective truth. Truths like, men and women are different, and one can never be the other. Or, every person has the inalienable right to defend, even lethally, their life, liberty, and property. Choosing to speak such truths will get you canceled, banned, declared an extremist and or a national security threat, and may very likely end up costing you your livelihood. But these are precisely the hazardous conversations that we must, must be engaged in on a daily basis. So, won't you join me as we have another hazardous conversation? Trigger warning disclaimer. Hazardous Conversations pushes rhetorical boundaries for acceptable political discourse. Listening to this program could have the uncomfortable side effect of provoking deep intellectual inquiry into foundational principles of liberty. Listener discretion is advised. In episode one, I shared the fact that I have very recently been fired from my federal job with the Navy over my active opposition to the COVID mandate madness. Now, for those of you that have followed my Hazardous Liberty Facebook page for a while, you know a good deal of the details involved with all that. But I wanted to take some time in this episode to speak a little bit more about it than I have in the past, because it fits in with this episode's theme, the destruction of plain, objective truth. Specifically, I want to get into the charge of, quote, conduct unbecoming. In that charge, the government is claiming that two social media posts that I made somehow contained threats of or calls for violence. The first post they reference is one that I put out on October 14th, and that reads, Not sure who needs to hear this, but lethal force is justified when defending one's life, liberty, or property. PSA, which stands for Public Service Announcement, COVID mandates are threatening your life, liberty, and property. Now, what the government is claiming is that in that post, I'm calling for people to use or threatening to use myself, I suppose, lethal force to actively protest the various COVID mandates. In making this claim, they conveniently downplay, overlook, and ignore the word defending to make the completely irrational leap that my post suggests that employing lethal force should be a go-to first response in any given situation or that anyone should go and seek out situations in which to use lethal force. They claim, and I'm quoting directly from my firing papers here, quote, You made multiple statements on social media encouraging the use of lethal force to protest the government and disrupt military operations. Your conduct and threats of physical force and violence pose a threat to the maintenance and good order and discipline and security at Naval Base Kitsap, end quote. Now, someone please correct me if I'm missing it, but where, in any of the actual words that I wrote, did I even come close to intimating the idea that people should rush out and immediately employ lethal force against anyone, let alone government facilities or employees? Where am I encouraging the use of lethal force. What I am stating is the completely plain and objective truth that we all have the right to employ lethal force when defending 
one's life, liberty, and property. That isn't my opinion. It isn't a subjective interpretation. It's a fact of constitutional law and state and federal statute. Now, I don't know about you, but in nearly every application of the word, when someone says they are defending themselves, this inherently means that they are not the aggressor. If you are the aggressor, that means you're on offense, taking offensive action. Being on defense, taking defensive action, means that you're not initiating any violence and you're not going out intending to initiate a violent confrontation. And that if one should occur, you're not the one swinging, shooting, kicking, or whatever first. This is the heart and soul of most states' self-defense laws, and it was a central feature in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial just recently. And the entirety of that case turned upon the, quote, simple question of whether Kyle was or could be considered to have been the aggressor. The prosecutors in that case attempted the same twisting of language that the government is attempting to do to me and will continue to do to anyone and everyone that insists on living under liberty. It is taking plain, objective truth and turning it on its head. It is them saying, well, even though you wrote that, we know that you really meant this. It's them saying, well, you wrote the word defending, but we know you that you really meant attacking, so we're going to go ahead and punish you for what we say you meant, not what you really wrote. <laughs> so, because they have now twisted that single word, 180 degrees from its actual meaning, this allows them to impute all of the rest of the plainly false lies in the charge. The lie that I'm calling for the use of lethal force as a form and means of protest? The lie that I'm calling for the disruption of military operations? And the lie that I'm threatening to use aggressive physical force and violence? And all of this depends on a willingness to ignore the fact that nowhere in that post is there any mention or inference of the government, the Navy, my actual workplace, or any of the people that I work with. In fact, it makes no mention of any specific or general action of any kind. It merely articulates a fundamental and foundational principle of liberty. A principle so fundamental that the United States could not exist without it. <laughs> but perhaps that's why so many on the left are trying so desperately to destroy and erase it. Now the second post that they refer to is one that I made back in July of 2021 that I dubbed my, quote, Freedom Pledge. It's a little lengthy, so while I will read it here once... You can also find a copy of it on hazardousliberty.com. So, here is my freedom pledge. I do solemnly swear that I will forcefully and lethally resist any and all efforts to require any American citizen to undergo medical procedures and or treatments without their own consent. This includes, but is not limited to, any governmental actions or programs designed to force or coerce compliance. 
any action by a private entity that attempts to force or coerce compliance. Any actions by private individuals that attempt to force or coerce compliance. Bodily autonomy represents the convergence of the three fundamental rights of freedom. Life, liberty, and property. To threaten that autonomy is tantamount to declaring war on freedom itself. I declare here and now that I will fight in that war, no matter who the aggressor may be. Now, they cite this post in part to continue their distortion of the first post, trying to make it appear as though I'm agitating and pushing for people to go out and employ lethal force willy-nilly. Once again, they deliberately ignore the use and plain meaning of words like resist, which has a necessarily defensive meaning. To resist something inherently means that you are not the instigator or aggressor. So, a complete disregard for this word is essential for their ability to imply that it connotes a threat of any kind. But they don't stop there, oh no. They seize upon the part where I state my intent to resist any governmental actions or programs designed to force or coerce compliance and claim that it is tantamount to disobeying a direct order. <laughs> they say, and I quote, As a government employee, you are required to obey direct orders. You have failed to prove you are capable of doing such by posting comments against a mandated directive. End quote. Problem is, at the time that they initiated the firing process, this mandated directive had not yet actually been implemented. And when they actually got around to firing me, the directive had been ruled unconstitutional. <laughs> now, just about everyone knows that no one, absolutely no one, active military or civilian, is obligated to follow any unlawful or immoral order. Period. To somehow suggest that I, in any way, forfeited my ability to comment and criticize the actions of my government by mere virtue of being employed by that government is absurd and completely antithetical to all conceptions of free speech especially when none of that criticism and commentary utilized resources or time on the clock at said job. Guys and gals, do we see what is happening here? Do we understand the depths of the attacks on plain objective truth? The seizing of control of language has been in the works for several decades. But we are now seeing that morph into an all-out assault on plain, objective truth. Publicly carrying a firearm is called intimidating. Recognizing biological fact is called hateful. And articulating fundamental constitutional principles is being called threatening. We are being told not to believe our own eyes and experiences in favor of media and bureaucratic narratives. My goodness, how many people still believe that the death toll from COVID is in the millions? How, how many people are still wearing the face diaper? And how many are going to line up for their 50th booster? The destruction of plain, objective truth. Changing the centuries-old definition of vaccine to a meaningless and completely unquantifiable thing. 
the destruction of plain, objective truth. Telling women that the naked man soaping up his penis and testicles in the shower at the gym is really a woman. And that you are being hateful if you not only complain, but also if you don't stay in there and embrace his identity. The destruction of plain, objective truth. Telling military members, combat veterans, that they must receive a medically useless, harmful injection because of a virus that poses no significant threat to them or their brothers and sisters in arms. And if they don't, then their 10, 15, 20, or 30 years of honorable service will be stolen from them. The destruction of plain, objective truth. Somehow deciding that the Constitution grants the right to murder babies, absent any words in that document that could ever be interpreted as saying such, yet denying the plain text of the Second Amendment. The destruction of plain, objective truth. Now, as I was working on this episode, something flickered across my Twitter feed that I had first heard about from a listener on the Todd Herman Show podcast a few days ago. There's this new Disney movie that's now available on Disney Plus called Turning Red. Now, according to the listener, there's a scene in that movie very early on in which a young girl is drawing an older boy. And as the scene unfolds, it is very clear that this act is being used as a, quote, artistic substitution for self-gratification. Now, curiosity got the better of me, and I went to the Disney Plus app to see what the scene actually has in it. Now, I'll admit, my first reaction was, that's it? I mean, it's not explicit. It lasts barely a few seconds. But the more I thought about it and evaluated the totality of the scene, the more I realized that my own conditioning was kicking in. See, I, like most of us, have been conditioned to think that this is a wink, wink, nod, nod inside joke, put in there for the parents to get, but just meant to be funny for the kids if they think it's funny at all. And you know what? It is funny. The way they did it, it's a funny treatment of what many of us may have gone through during that period of life. But its comedic value isn't the issue here. The issue is whether this subject should be addressed in a kid's cartoon at all. I mean, was there no other way that the creators of the film could have conveyed the turbulent emotions of their character than how they did? The answer, of course, is yes. So the question is, why did they choose to do it this way? Well, let's look at what else Disney has been up to this week to possibly contextualize it. First, we have the Disney CEO coming out in opposition to Florida's parental rights legislation that Governor DeSantis signed into law followed by walkouts of Disney employees to show their solidarity in opposition to this law. Now, what does this legislation do that Disney opposes? It prevents children, third grade and lower, from being taught sexuality, gender identity, and sexually related and explicit content. And it gives parents the right to know about what is being taught in the classroom and gives them a chance to object to it. Hmm, why would Disney be objecting to that? Oh, but also this week, we had four Disney employees in Florida being arrested as part of a child sex trafficking ring. 
huh, seems like there's a theme developing here. Now, I'm not suggesting that these things are directly linked to each other, other than to say that this is what the long-term denial of plain objective truth gets us. Disney is all in for the sexualization of children. They have been co-opted by people who do not accept the plain, objective, and scientific truth that children are not mature enough as human beings to become sexual beings. They are run by people who push the lie that children can comprehend and fully employ ideas like consent or fully contemplate the consequences of their choices. And they also are now co-lead in the charge, along with Big Pharma, to teach children to hate their bodies, hate their parents, and go out and get chemically and surgically mutilated. The destruction of plain, objective truth. Folks, this is a point which we cannot yield. If we yield the field on this, then we yield it on absolutely everything. If we give up on plain, objective truth, then we can never take a principled, moral stand on anything, ever. If we abandon plain, objective truth, then we will be submitting ourselves to a never-ending tyranny of subjective moral relativism. We have to push back. We must not allow them to exchange truth for lies. We have to have the hazardous conversations that will put our friendships, our personal and professional relationships, and our careers at risk. We have to be brave enough to hazard the liberty to speak plain, objective truth. Now, if you are enjoying this podcast, please like it, rate it, follow it, leave a comment, maybe even subscribe to it, but most definitely Share it with others you think might enjoy it as well. With that, God be with you all as we boldly speak plain, objective truth. Until next week, keep the faith and keep up the fight.